It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. In the governor's mansion, Republicans have traditionally held a majority, the number of Republican governors over the number of Democrat governors. In New York State, it's often been said that New York elects non-Democrats, a strange twist of phrase, to the governor's office. We saw that with the prior election of uh, George Pataki, the former Republican governor of New York. So how do the Republicans challenge the Democrats in a state where registration by the numbers are against Republicans, Democrats hold a majority, where downstate has enough votes to carry a significant percentage of the overall state voting, and where they have a case to be made against failures by the prior governor and time to make a case against the current replacement, Governor Hochul. So there's a lot on the table, including a fractured Republican uh, field in the sense of different party lines and different challenges for each candidate. We've reached out to all candidates so far. Andrew Giuliani has joined us. Lee Zeldin uh, has also not responded, so we have that. Rob Astorino, who joins me again, has been on the show before. And as we will do, we will continue to reach out to all candidates to have them on to make their case. Rob, welcome back to the show. Good to talk to you, David. Thank you for the opportunity. As I mentioned, Rob, uh, the challenges that are there in running for governor, you you certainly found a point to make news with the migrant flights into Westchester County, saw uh, what I would call the publicity bump from that, a chance to draw attention to your efforts in your campaign. Uh, In a recent Siena poll, uh, this is a not a candidate-based polling for any of you, the three primary candidates in this, uh, but in a research favorability poll in February, uh, Andrew Giuliani polling at 47%, Lee Zeldin at 27%, and you at 21%. uh, Without going into the cross-tabs, that is the broad uh, response to the poll on favorability among Republican voters. So how do you make the case and overcome first the Republican primary challenges to get to the general election? Well, that was just favorability, you know, what first comes to mind. I think Andrew Giuliani, clearly, his name is a, is a blessing and a curse, you know, what his dad did uh, and the Giuliani name. So, you know, among Republicans more like the Giuliani name, they don't really necessarily know what Andrew is about because he's fairly young. But in that poll, 50% of New Yorkers had an unfavorability about Andrew Giuliani, not knowing anything about him, but just knowing his last name. And it's those 50%, we've got to get some of them to vote our way. You know, you can't win this straight rah-rah rally the base, which we're all going to be good with. But I, I know I'm better than Lee Zeldin, for instance, who, you know, is... was part of the problem in Albany. People forget he was a state senator with Cuomo for four years in Albany, and he was a reliable vote for Andrew Cuomo. He voted for all of Cuomo's budgets. Um, He voted to to fund the SAFE Act every year, which was the anti-Second Amendment. Uh, He actually voted with Cuomo in Albany more than he voted with Trump in Congress. So it's hard to say, I'm going to go change Albany when you were part of it and let that train keep going in the same direction. 
And Kathy Hochul, the governor, is going to say, hey, when you were in Albany, you agreed with all the Democratic policies. That's a tough argument to counter. Meanwhile, I was at the time running for governor against Cuomo, came really close to beating him, close, closer than any Republican has. And I was touting Cuomo for prison. Lee Zeldin was touting Cuomo for the presidency. The New York Post had video and did a second page story a couple weeks ago about uh, Lee Zeldin, you know, had an appearance with Cuomo and saying he should be president of the United States. I mean, that's not what that's sort of the establishment way to go. Right. Which is what they just did. The, the establishment picked Zeldin. They did that long time ago. Uh, but we're making our case to the primary voters uh, that I'm not only the most solid conservative because I did it in Westchester as county executive where we actually cut taxes. We held firm on the budget for eight straight years, didn't raise it. Uh, and I battled back when they tried to make it a sanctuary county. I vetoed that and tried to ban the gun show. I brought the gun show back. So I'm rock solid with our conservative credentials, but I can also attract Democrats who are disaffected, uh, independents, Hispanic voters. I speak Spanish, and, and I've always won the Hispanic vote outright. African-American voters, where I won a quarter of the, uh, that vote, in my time as Westchester County Executive. Westchester's a million people, so it, it's significant in the makeup of New York. But it's also a Republican graveyard. You know, Trump lost Westchester by 37 points, and yet I've won twice countywide. So I am the actual candidate that can win the general election, which is really what this is all about. And primaries aren't a bad thing, David. You know, it's, it's an open primary. We're not going up against an incumbent of our own party. It's an open primary. And if if the establishment pick, you know, if we just listened to who they said we needed to go with or who the early money went with, we would have had Jeb Bush running against Hillary Clinton and losing. But out of that large field came a voice. Uh, in, in our case, in 16, it was Donald Trump who won the White House. So I think the primary process is a good one. And look, some states, right, blue states, Massachusetts, Maryland, uh, New Hampshire, we have Republican governors, Vermont. So we can win. There's no question about it. And I'm excited about this. I really am. Look, the primary system, which, like you, I, I love the primary system because it's how it should work. The people speak, yeah. in this case, the base for the Republicans. The challenge after that is a numbers game. And if Republicans could pick up broadly in analyzing past elections, uh, north of a third of the downstate vote of the actual voters, not registered Democrat or in, but actual voting uh, in the election and do well upstate, there's a chance. That was the Pataki path to victory. Other candidates uh, you have done this, have not been able to overcome the numbers the Democrats have. And while they're wounded because of Cuomo's deadly errors uh, and decisions in the state, uh, Hochul is still able to hold on to uh, the Democrat vote at this point. It's a long way to November, but at this point, she's got the vote. So numbers, they're wounded. Uh, even if Dem even if Republicans are successfully united between the Republican line, the conservative line, and others who come into play in independence, they're still under the Democrat vote. So what's the path to victory, Rob, or the likelier path to victory for the Republican candidate when those are, you know, those are the headwinds politically? Good question. So 
the Republicans and conservatives will be united on June 29th, the day after the primary. No question about it. Whoever wins the primary will have both of those party backings and, and run. Hochul is weak. I mean, literally, she doesn't have a base. She's never run other than as lieutenant governor with Cuomo twice. And so she's got this Cuomo slime over her. And she's been she's been given a pass by the media so far, but she's mishandled so many things like crime and education, this whole pandemic response just today. Today is the first day that kids don't have to wear a mask in school. It is so idiotic. So there are a lot of issues that normal people are really anxious about, including, of course, inflation and the economy. So the way you do it is I won everything outside of New York City. I won 49-46 against Cuomo. The key to this election is Long Island is going to be deep red this year, no question about it. Upstate's going to be red, and they've got to come out in big numbers, and they will. So the battle then comes, as you mentioned, you've got to get to about 30% in New York City. There's no question that can happen. New York is chaos right now. It is a dangerous place. It is an unlivable place. And we have a lot of Democrats you know, emailing us, uh, tweeting us, you're the only Republican I will consider voting for. We've got to get them, and we can get enough of them, including Hispanics, and, you know, I do speak Spanish, and that's a real important way to to communicate and to get into the churches and to neighborhoods. And I'm going where every Republican should go and doesn't go. And that's how I've been able to win a deep blue county like Westchester. So you get to about 30 percent in the city, and then the battle becomes where I want it, my backyard, the Hudson Valley of New York, the northern suburbs. Westchester County, Deep Blue, Rockland County, separated by the Tappan Zee Bridge, not the Cuomo Bridge. That's a two-to-one Democratic county, yet Republican County executives. I'm very well known in the Hudson Valley. So that's where we want the battle in the suburbs where Kathy Hochul is trying to do what HUD tried to do against me, and I battled it back. It was a national issue where they tried to obliterate the suburbs by ending single-family residential zoning. That's back. I have the scars to prove it, and I battled back and beat Obama on that. Now the governor is trying to eliminate the suburbs. That's a great issue where Democrats will say, "Uh uh-uh. And then you throw everything else in, they're they're more likely. This is going to be won not so much by money, because she's got money. She just paid to play her way for the last six months. It's enormous how much money she's raised, uh, and and it's, it's obvious corruption. But this is going to be about the political climate, which is on our side. The Democrats control everything everywhere, and the world is going to hell, including here in New York. And who's going to actually transform things and change things? And this is going to be normal New Yorkers, normal people throughout the country who are just fed up with being told you're a racist if you don't agree with them or you're an extremist if you disagree with them. People have had enough. And like New Yorkers, you can't just get up and leave and go to Florida. I mean, people have done that. But, you know, we have family here and jobs here and, and history here and kids go to school here. So it's not that easy. So people are ready to fight. And, and you know, today we begin the petition process to get on the ballot. And we will do that. I guarantee you, David, there will be a primary. And we are best positioned to win it uh, and win the general election, which is what this whole thing is about. 
the petition process that you bring up is important to this because after the party makes its choice, uh, that's the that's one of the important options on the table for the other candidates. Going further north, though, there's a challenge. You talk about county seats and county officials in the Republican Party, even in those blue areas uh, north of New York City and through the Hudson Valley. But when you go further out, you look at Buffalo and Rochester, Democrats have managed to swing Actually, progressive Democrats, far left Democrats have managed to swing votes there and win those cities and win other races in smaller cities. So upstate is in its own upheaval for the progressives. They're making or have made significant progress and Republicans need to overcome that. Uh, They're likely to still vote for Hochul no matter what she does in this next few months. Well, I disagree with that. And, and look, we got to almost do a snapshot in time. The last four years when, when Donald Trump was in office was not too kind to many Republicans because Democrats were so motivated and so crazed and enraged. And unfortunately, there were you know enough Republicans who didn't want to support him that, that things changed in those four years where the radicals actually were able to make footholds and win. But now that we've seen the chaos and destruction that they've left behind with bullets flying everywhere, smells like pot and urine everywhere, graffiti, taxing everyone to death, there is a single-payer health care act in New York on, in the legislature right now, which would forbid private insurance. It would double our income taxes, and it would basically destroy – it would basically put everybody on Medicaid in New York. That's up for discussion this year obliterating the suburbs is up for discussion this year. All of those issues matter to normal people who have seen what the left has done wherever they've, wherever they've controlled. And, and I think normal people are going to say, oh, no way, no way. I didn't like Donald Trump, they'll say, but no way can I give the Democrats the keys to everything, which they have now. And now we see what destruction it brings, including crime in all of our cities. You mentioned Buffalo and Rochester and Syracuse and Albany and, and New York City. It is a de- deadly dangerous place now with this no-cash bail law, which Kathy Hochul supports and touted. That was Cuomo and, and Hochul's signature bill, uh, or, or these prosecutors backed by George Soros and district attorneys who don't enforce the law and, and prosecute and all the defund the police. Normal people are done with that stuff, and, and the tide is turning, just like the BLM riots, right, in twenty. That was politically helpful to Democrats for a while, but at minute it wasn't. It's like a finger snapped and everything stopped. And that's the same thing with the pandemic, right? With the masks and, and mandated vaccinations and school closures. All of a sudden today, kids don't have to wear masks in New York City and, and throughout New York State. It wasn't that it worked. It was the political science change, not the actual science. But they're not, people aren't going to forget about the hell they've put, been put through over the last several years and and the hell we're living right now in New York in this country. When people try to go fill up their car, go to the grocery store, it's shocking. And you you might not like Donald Trump, but he ain't here. You know, Biden is here, Hochul is here. And at the end of the day, that's really what's going to matter. 
Final question here, Rob. My guest, Rob Astorino, New York gubernatorial candidate, his website, robastorino.com. When you look at the top two on the Democrat side, Governor Hochul, who we're talking about, second to that New York City public advocate, Jamani Williams, but yet they share the support of the DSA, the Democrat Socialists of America, the Working Families Party, and obviously a great amount of the Democrat establishment. So... In that case, the Democrats have a solid block of the more progressive who are not likely to change, regardless of the issues you just mentioned, and vote Republican. They're a a committed block of high-propensity voters for Democrats. So to counter that is going to be one of the big challenges for any candidate on the Republican side. To counter that is to go to the middle-class families who are struggling uh, those trying to work their way up the ladder, you know, working families and say, is this really the direction you want to go in or do you want something else? Do you want to be safe in your neighborhoods? Do you want better schools? Do you want to actually be able to afford here or do you want to try to, to leave New York and go somewhere else? And, and that's a powerful argument because no matter how much gaslighting the Democrats do, people still realize what the reality is. They're just not safe right now and they don't feel safe and they can't afford things. And, and that is in the end what matters. And the Democrats literally have a lock on everything. So for more balance, more normalcy, uh, and, and to put a stop to this crazy train, they're going to have a choice, you know, and we're going to have a very bold transformative agenda. And it's going to be one way or the other folks, I'm not Democrat light. We've gotten too many of those in the past, and that fails. That's not who I am. And so people are going to have a real legitimate decision to make. And you know what? Look, we saw what happened in Virginia with Youngkin. We saw what happened in New Jersey. He came within an inch of winning against Murphy. And we're seeing what's happening around the country right now. People are very concerned, and they're anxious. And no matter what the Democrats do to try to rewrite what they've done, People have been through this hell, and they don't want to go through it again the day after the election because we know the lockdowns and the masks and all that nonsense will come back when the next variant does if the Democrats control things, and the taxes and that radical agenda will go right through. So I've got the chops. I have the experience. I was an executive. I got elected in a very deep blue county, which is how we have to do in a governor's race in order to win. So I'm ready. You know, the, the primary starts today. You know, whether the establishment picked their guy is of no concern to me. This is going to be the Republican primary voters deciding who is most electable and a trusted conservative. That's me. And I'm going to I'm going to not only win the primary, but we're going to beat Kathy Hochul. Rob Astorino, gubernatorial candidate in New York, uh, robastorino.com. And Rob, always ready to come on and take on the tough questions as a candidate or otherwise on issues. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, David. Take care. And folks, go to robastorino.com or follow me on any social media. All right, there you have it. He made his final pitch. Always pitch the website. That's a good candidate. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.